It's Wednesday, March 10th. There were only two games last weekend in the Plus League, but we have a lot to go over. The games, of course, a replay gone wrong, the notion about fouls called, the playoff format, the new teams next season, and Wonderboy MVP. I'm Ryan Chen, host of Taiwanese Pro Ball. Let's get to it. After going 1-4 since the start of February, the Taipei Fubon Braves returned to Heping for the start of their six-game homestand. Pilots had the weekend off, which they desperately needed. Guan Dayo and Davon Reed go down the previous weekend. Saturday, the Braves hosted the Formosa Taishing Dreamers. Previously in the two matchups between these two teams, the Dreamers won both. The first time all season the Braves have lost to the same opponent in consecutive games. The Dreamers continued the trend of resting Anthony Tucker and going with Stefan Hicks and Jaron Young as their imports. Amigo returned from a week off as well. Head coach Roger Xu curiously started number 0 Lai Tingun and number 13 Ling Mengshu over guys like Jet, Lewis, and Jack. You talk about a team that lives by the three and dies by the three, let me read you the Dreamers quarter-by-quarter quarter score and their three-point shooting. First quarter, 15 points, 0 for 10. Second quarter, 40 points, 9 for 18. Third quarter, 30 points, 6 for 13. 19 points, 2 for 10 in the fourth. The Dreamers got a huge boost from J.J. Chen, Chen Zhenjie, who scored 13 in the second quarter and 18 points in just 25 minutes of play overall. J.J.'s previously only scored 6 points in 17 minutes of garbage time. The Dreamers took a 1-point lead into the half thanks to a 40-26 second quarter. Jaron Young was by far the best Dreamer, plus 7, 38 points, his plus league high, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals. He was accurate from all ranges and was perfect 5 for 5 at the line. He's averaging 21.8 points, which is 5th in the league, 9.7 rebounds, and still far and away leads the league with 3.6 steals per game. And with a few good games, has increased his 3-point shooting percentage to 35%, which is now ninth in the league. The Braves got standout performances kind of quarter by quarter. Singletary in the first half, Beast in the third, and Zaisef in the fourth. We'll get the Singletary in the next game, which is incredible because he scored 30, in large part going to the line 15 times. Beast was the Braves' offensive focal point for a lot of possessions. They ran plays for him off the ball, him with the ball, and he looked so in control. He capped off the night with a behind-the-head pass in the fourth quarter that led to a Zhenxiangjun Jack Dung, the top play of the weekend. Big Z made his impact in the final frame with four offensive putback twos, 10 points, 26 points overall in the night. Derek only played three minutes in the fourth due to foul trouble all game, leaving the likes of Walco, JJ, and Amigo to block him out. This is where the doubts about the Dreamers' size comes in. In the fourth quarter, if they don't have Derek, who will guard the bigs of the other teams? Braves outscored the Dreamers in the third and wore them out in the fourth for the final of 114-104, which set the new plus-league single-game combined score, which these two teams previously set. The game was soured by a botched video replay where Singletary touched a loose ball out of bounds, but the referees didn't correct the call. Jaron Young pried the ball free from behind Singletary, looked like he made contact with the ball twice before it bounced out of bounds. The next day, the league issued a statement that the crew chief would be suspended for one game and the other officials given demerits. After beating the Braves last Sunday, the Lioneers were looking to take the final game of the season series. Talk about Tai Biao Zuo, or Masterpiece, check out the Lioneers' first quarter. They shot 60% from the field, held the Braves to 22 shots, 6 turnovers, and only committed 1 foul, as they are the team that fouls the most per game at 22.7, 36-22 after the first quarter for the Lioneers. 
things got a little dicey in the second and third quarters, in particular in the second quarter when Singletary scored 17 points after going 0 for 4 shooting in the first. For the full game, he played 44 minutes and scored 34 points after 30 points the previous night. Singletary looked strong, finishing in transition, hitting open threes, and even felt so good he took a three off the dribble after getting a pick, which we've hardly seen from him. Overall, a phenomenal weekend, playing the most minutes in these back-to-back games. At the third quarter buzzer, Elliott banked in a left-wing runner for three to give the Lioneers a six-point lead heading into the fourth. You talk about nightmare stretches to start the fourth quarter, the Lioneers missed 14 consecutive shots had two turnovers, no free throw attempts, five fouls, three of which were brave shooting fouls. To their credit, they did grab five offensive rebounds. They scored their first points off two consecutive loose balls and scrambles to lead to Oscar's mid-range two with five minutes and four seconds left. The Braves, on the other hand, went on a 21-point run to take a 15-point lead. Let's break it down by what Greg Lin the head coach, did. Eight players played, six substitutions, only one timeout at 6.32 after the 15-0 Braves win, and two more substitutions before the Lioneers finally got on the board. Now the Lioneers had their opportunities, five missed open three-pointers. Garcia for the Braves rested the entire fourth, but they couldn't get to beat involved. He eventually hit all three shots he took. The lack of shooting talent also manifested in two separate 8-0 runs in the second and third quarters for the Braves. You break up any of these stretches and the Lioneers are in control of this game. For a coaching suggestion, Xiao Suyi was playing good previously, but he wasn't subbed back in during the Braves' run in the fourth quarter. At least he could body the Braves' centers, get a steal, and maybe score on a fast break. Have him in when Elliott was disastrous because the previous magic he had from the win in Taipei wasn't there on Sunday. For a player, Oscar played 17 minutes in the second and third quarters, only 1 for 7 shooting while not giving you much else. As one of the mainstays of the Lioneers, he has to find a way to make an impact even when he's not scoring. You talk about strategic rotations, Landlord, Zen Wenting, Jack, Singletary, Winston, Taiwinton, Beast, and Lewis were the only Braves to play in the fourth quarter. Winston's 12 points, 15 points overall were an impressive considering how little he played the night before. So was Zen's 15. Curious case for Xiaopata, Lai Tingen, in three straight starts, the first a good game on Monday against the Lioneers in the loss, he was plus 11 in 28 minutes, a team high for a game they lost by 7, but 12 and a half minutes, minus 6 in the Dreamers game they won by 10, started again on Sunday, but only had one stint in the start and was benched for the rest of the game. He fought for that stretch of starts, but it's evident he's lost it now. Also interesting is a comment Roger made in Saturday's post-game press conference. Josh, Joe Guigui, a promising point forward, has seen limited action. When fans want to see more of him, Roger said he'll give Josh his minutes in the fourth quarter to speed up his development. All in all, a lot of credit goes to Coach Roger and the Brave staff for managing two comeback victories when the team sorely needed it. Every week, fans online grumble about the home court advantage in the officiating. Previously, Roger referred to it in Zhanghua, with his players called for a couple of offensive fouls. This week, head coach Julius also pointed out the discrepancy in team fouls of 15 to 26 and free throw shooting 15 to 37. But I'd offer this pushback. The Dreamers took 51 three-pointers, which was a league high, and also grabbed 16 offensive rebounds and allowed 18. While everyone knows the Dreamers are the smallest team in the league, while two of their centers, Tank Wombolts and Jonah Morrison, haven't seen much playing time in all of the second half. 
to get to that game in Zhanghua, yes, it was the highest number of offensive fouls called in a plus league game at five. But both teams had offensive fouls, but there were four instances of four offensive fouls called during games, so it's not a statistical anomaly. It was just announced today that the plus league playoffs will be two rounds. The last place team of the regular season by record is eliminated. The second and third place teams will face off in a five game series 2-2-1 in order of home games, with a second place team guaranteed two of those home games to start the series. Then the winner will face the first place team in the regular season in a 2-2-1-1-1 finals. The start of the first series will be April 23rd and the finals will start May 7th. That means the Lioneers are facing elimination starting this weekend. If either the Dreamers win two more games or the Lioneers lose two more games or any combination, their season is over. We call that elimination number. The clock is ticking on the plus league when it comes to the 2021-2022 season. What do I mean by that? The upcoming amateur draft takes place in the summer and then training camp starts. Then the word is next season will start in late October. Well, what needs to take place before that? The approval of possible new teams. Just geographically, the southern portion of the island could use a professional basketball team, and a baseball team by the way. The Taipei and New Taipei populace could also justify another team. The Plus League is actually a company composed of five board members. CEO Charles Chen has a seat, and so do each of the other four teams. It will be interesting to see how a new team would fit into the picture. As a board member, as an expansion franchise with an eventual seat, what financial commitment will the new team or teams need to make? Could it be one, two, or even no new teams this upcoming offseason? Of course, on people's mind is the talent of this basketball team, given the Lioneers example. The SBL still exists and has a certain amount of talented players. The plus league teams might have a surplus of talent in certain positions, but one problem is they are allowed 16 domestic players on their registration roster, so they would need to let those guys go and not sign them all before the new team does. Will these new teams have lucrative enough deals to lure players away from the mainland? Besides setting the playoff picture, this will be one of the biggest storylines for the next couple of months. To give things a little bit of a rewind, let's go back to February 6, where little Aji Ling Junji for the Dreamers scored 17 points in the team's first win over the Braves. Jaren Young picked Aji up after the game in celebration. Then on the 21st, Antalya and Aji hit 4 of 4 threes for 20 points in their first win against the Pilots. And the cherry on top was his 39-point game against the Pilots in Zhanghua. Those standout performances helped the Dreamers to a 5-0 February, putting them within striking distance of even the top Braves, and won the youngster February MVP of the league. Some comments online said his teammate Young should have won instead. He finished second in voting. I'd agree that Young provides more overall value to the team and did also play in those five games, but Aji stepped up big in the games the Dreamers needed him, those critical first wins over some of their league foes. Also, statistically, Aji was more efficient scoring by more than 35%, better than Young in simple field goal percentage, true shooting, and effective field goal percentage. Check this out. At 41.2%, Young would need to make 56 consecutive shots to equal Aji's 62% field goal percentage for the month. On the flip side, if Aji maintained his accuracy and took as many shots as Young, he would have 200 points on the month where he actually scored 88 to Young's 116. Congratulations to Achi, a huge honor not only for a small statured player, but also a rookie at 23 years old. Not that all the kids out there should throw themselves into professional basketball, but inspiration that you can make it even when you're young. 
That's it for this episode of Plus Basketball Weekly. This weekend, Lioneers and Braves are the home teams, with the Braves keeping their 5 p.m. tips. Pilots in Xingzhu, Dreamers in Taipei, Saturday, then the road team swap for Sunday. English broadcast for those Xingzhu games at 2.30 both days. Thank you for listening to Taiwanese Pro Ball by Ryan Chen. See ya!